Nope. That's probably the most unrealistic thing. Probably. Uh, just because if you're like, because they shove all six of those kids in there. Yeah. And I'm like, no one's saying, hey, uh, hey, put buddy, some- put some fucking pants on. <laughs> yeah, it's snuffy. I just and imagine then, uh- when I was a kid, like with my friends, like if <clears> I just like, oh, we're sleepover, huh? And I just take off my pants. Like, Jay, what the fuck you doing? Put your fucking pants on. Don't make this weird. <laughs> Welcome to a cast of no name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 62. This episode, we fight terrorists alongside Sean Astin and Will Wheaton in the 1991 action thriller Toy Soldiers. But first, don't forget to visit our website if you want to catch all of our past episodes at castwithnoname.com. Uh, you can listen to our entire library, comment on episodes, write to our email, all that good stuff. Um, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, which you probably already know. Uh, please rate us. Uh, helps helps expand the show. We would appreciate it. Plus, we're on YouTube. Yep. And thank you for listening. Thank you. All right. Until next time, we are... Uh, <laughs> um, so... I love this movie. Yes? Yes, I do. It holds a special place in my heart. Okay. When was the last time you saw this movie? Uh, a couple of years ago. Okay. I watch it all the time. Oh, okay. I enjoy it. All right. Yeah. So, um, this is our Hidden Gems yes. series, which we kind of talk about movies that don't get a lot of love, we feel like, or doesn't get talked about a lot. Yeah. Um, and we've talked about Dread. We've talked about The Final Girls. Yep. And now this. Yes. Yes. Because how do you how do you seen this before? Yes, okay. I, I saw this. I, I want to say I've only seen this twice. Yep. I remember the trailer and seeing the trailer more than because uh, back in the day in VHS they would have coming attractions even on VHSs yep. previews. They still do the same shit with DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, but uh, I remember seeing this trailer a lot, and I remember. The, the shot of kicking the, the soccer ball into the window and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. they kind of marketed it as from what I remember, I was intrigued by it because the students fight back against terrorists. Yep. yep. And um, I feel like this is probably one of the last gasps of movies that were kind of made like this. Yep. I want to say that was targeted I don't even know if it was targeted towards kids. Um, That's why this movie stands out. And I don't know. I don't know who they're targeting. I know. That, that was my, <laughs> I, no I was like, idea. who's this for? Because this feels like a political thriller. Uh-huh. But they don't focus on the adults. They focus on the children. Yeah. And yep. children being teenagers, high school, whatever. Um, and. But I remember seeing the trailer and I watched it. I, I remember my brother and I both wanting to see this movie and um, we watched it and enjoyed it at the time. I think I'd seen it maybe once or twice after that. Yeah. Uh, The last time I probably watched this was at least 20 years ago, probably. Oh, it's wow. That long, Uh, huh? Yeah. And it, uh, but yeah, so it's like, I've seen it two or three times. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's like you said. They're definitely like Die Hard came out three years before, and every movie was trying to to hop on that Die Hard uh, mm-hmm. bandwagon. 
And I, I feel like the producers got this lick because they're like, oh, this is like the Goonies meets Die Hard. Yeah, we'll even get the guy from Goonies. <laughs> exactly. Um, and that's what it is. It's Goonies meets Die Hard. Actually, beat, it's almost beat for beat, like Die Hard and Die Hard 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the whole, the whole terrorist story and everything. Yeah. And so... I guess. But it's got a great cast. Yeah. It, I love the cast. If you haven't seen this, I mean, you love it. I love it. I do. I watched it last night, and it's, I mean, I don't know if it's aged. Like, the tension, I feel like, didn't, maybe it's because I'd seen it before, but um, there's some aspects about this movie that I enjoy. Um that you don't get to see really often anymore. Um, I don't know. It's it's good, I guess. I mean, if you're like 15, 16, I yeah. feel like this movie's uh, like you're the perfect age to watch this if you want to watch a serious R movie. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I th- we're going to get into spoilers, but I, I think the characters are good. I feel like... Uh, um, paced pretty well yep um but i guess i long story short i I, i'm not in love with it as much as you are um but that's because you're just an an awful i'm a piece of shit yeah yeah and um i i want terrorists to win that's why it didn't hit home for me so spoiler alert the the terrorists lose um but (laughs) (laughs) um but no i mean it's uh I mean, one of the thing one of the things I like about this is the adults aren't stupid. Yeah, and it's taken. I mean, this is presented very seriously. Yeah, uh, not very very seriously. I mean, it uh, um, it's not dark, but I mean, it has dark elements. Yeah, but um, it it's a serious movie. Some of it kind of comes off a little campy, but I think that's just the time that it was made, kind yep. of a thing. But um. Something that I, yeah, the adults not being idiots and the kids not being unbelievable. Yeah. In things. Yeah. Uh, and the actions that they do. Yeah. Um, and there's actual stakes in this, it feels like. Yeah, yeah, there's but, actual consequences. Mm-hmm. Like real, that's why it stands out. It's because it, it's, there's, you know, people die in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which gives that the stakes that you're talking yeah. about. It's, it's just not, you know, you don't get the sense that everyone's going to make it out of here alive yeah and the only thing i think would if i was going to make this and again this is 30 years after the fact if i was going to change something i think i would change um i guess the performances of some of the kids in this Mm. uh being more scared because i feel like none of them I mean, you have a scene or two with Denholm Elliott when he's talking to uh, the sophomores about the book that he's holding and how the book is forever and that the kids are kind of concentrating on the terrorists with the machine guns. He's like, hey, nope, nope, look up here, kind of a thing. I didn't get the sense, I mean, you had that scene, but I really didn't get the sense from uh, any of the students in the movie that, oh, we're being held captive by terrorists and we could die, Yeah, kind of a thing. Um yeah. I would, I would, I would say that I think that it was a smart choice to have it in a school like this, where it's just kids that are tough to handle, and they have a, 
issue with authority, mm-hmm. which may make it more believable that they weren't as scared because okay. they're just, you know, they don't like authority. Then it doesn't yeah. matter if you have a gun or not. Like this is just who I am, and this is. I'm, and I think it plays well too with how resourceful they are and how, you know, brave they they would be. Because no, you know, if you went to a normal, like how many of you, how many like would I, mass you know, mastermize these plans and like. Uh, no, I would I would think that I would be scared shitless and mm-hmm. I would do whatever I was told yeah. so I could make it out alive for sure. Yeah, and yeah, I mean you have a good point because they're used to being on their own. Yeah, they're not. Um, a lot of these characters are kind of put there by their parents because their parents just don't have time to deal with them. Yeah, um, and they're rich. Yeah, and they're rich. They're. Um, I mean, there's a scene in the movie to where it kind of outlines what all of the main kids' parents do, and a lot yep. of them are either heads of state representatives or heads of country or head of a mafia family yeah. or whatever. And, um, so maybe they're used to just kind of being on their own. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I like the scene when Sean Aston goes out to drop off the notebook and he's trying to get back and they're like, no, you can't go back. And he's like, no, like people are going to die. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe a little bit more panicky from him. So I guess just a little more, fearful i i feel like they didn't i don't know they had some dialogue about it i just i don't know it felt like um they didn't think it was real as much or i don't know maybe that's why it works because they're kids yeah maybe they just don't realize it they're too stupid they're too dumb fucking kids yeah (laughs) um kids don't know they don't know they don't even know what the what they're doing half the time yeah they uh um but I love the cast, man. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Louis Gossett Jr. I love oh, yeah, everything yeah, he's yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. He's so good. He's like perfectly cast in this role. Yep. He has like the right temperament that you would expect someone to be like the principal of a place like that. Yeah, like he would be the person I would think of. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, absolutely. Um, I like Denholm in there too. <laughs> Basically playing the same character from Indiana Jones for the most part. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was happy to see him. I there. love that prank, man. Where they, they take the desk and all the uh, furniture yeah. and <laughs> place it exactly like it was in the office. Um, That's good. The, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Michael Champion, who plays the like the right-hand guy of yeah. uh, Cali, I think is his name. Louis Cali, yeah. Yeah, and because um, he's in uh, Beverly Hills Cop, yep. um, Total Recall, yep. uh, the main ones that I've seen him in, but he has that, <laughs> yeah. he has that look, just that. <laughs> yep. Um, yep. Total ripoff from Die Hard. It's the same character from you know the the black dude with the glasses. He's trying to yeah. break. It's the same yeah. the same guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think overall the the kids did pretty good. I think Will Wheaton probably the best one. He was good. I thought th- I thought that group of friends was very. Yeah, I believed it. Yeah, they I were, they they were, were pretty well. Group. Like Keith Coogan, who played uh, Snuffy uh, Bradbury, uh, he's good. Um, he was the asthma kid with that like, he's smoke. He's in uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's yep. Dead. Yeah. <laughs> it, which came out around the same time. A yep. completely different character, too. Yep. He was pretty yep. good in it. Um, and Andrew Diboff, who plays Lewis Callie, he's awesome. He's got that look, too. Mm-hmm. He's in Air Force One, and he's he was in Lost. He played one of the villains in Lost. He's He's a great great character actor yeah i liked his performance in this it wasn't <clears throat> he could have really gone ham with it yeah and um 
he didn't he came off as somebody who one he had an objective and he didn't just turn the role into psychopath yeah it was he didn't want to i mean he knew what he wanted to do so like a um i think a lesser actor probably would have just hammed it up to make him more of like just a monster kind of which i don't think his character was meant to be a monster is just i want my father out of prison and um because you never got the sense that he wanted to hurt any of the kids other than the time he whipped uh sean astin but Mm -hmm. you almost got the sense that (laughs) i'm whipping you for your own good kind of a thing yeah um because he's like like, you almost made me kill five people yeah is like I pay attention, yes. get disciplined because you fu- you almost fucked people over. Yes, kind of a thing. Yeah, um, and I I like that aspect to where it's he's not just a monster. He's he yeah. has an objective, and he almost ru- like Sean Astin at that time almost ruined that objective for him because he would have had yeah. to follow through with his threat to keep everyone else in line. And it makes sense why he would be able to lead uh, a rogue militia of men like. Of course, I mean, that's believable. I, I would believe that a militia would follow someone like him, someone mm-hmm. who's got an objective, detail-oriented, fair, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And not just a psychopath that would fuck mm-hmm. anybody over, yeah. go over his own word. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was great, and uh, Arlie Ermey was in it. <laughs> Plays the the Marine commander. Yeah. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> um, I, for, I totally forgot. I always forget he's in the movie. Yeah. Every time he comes up, I'm like, well, yeah, Arlie Ermey's in this. He's pretty subdued, too. And he, he doesn't play his yeah. normal, like, over-the-top drill He's not full metal jacket. Yeah. He's yeah, not yeah. full metal jacket or uh, the ghost in uh, Fright Nurse, <laughs> yeah. where it's the exact same character. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, um, the uh, I, I like also just the concept of the story, which this is based on a book. Um because I, I looked up, to, I tried to see what the book had that was different from the movie because I was asking the questions like, who is this for? Yeah. And, um, but in the book, I, so the concept, the same kind of concept was in a book. It was an American school in Italy. It just had a bunch of American kids there, um, in the boarding school. Um, this one, this takes place in wherever the hell. Somewhere in America, but uh, I like the concept of the notion of we're not we don't do negotiations with terrorists has been a long-standing thing in American culture. Like they always play it up in movies, and uh, I, I like the idea of okay, the people in power don't negotiate with terrorists because they in essence, have nothing to lose. It really doesn't affect them at all Mm -hmm. because they're so high up to where they're kind of out of the realm of something like that affecting them. Mm -hmm. But I like the idea of, okay, I'm going to hold a prep school hostage because these kids are direct descendants of these people in power. And then it very, and that's one thing I think I would have enjoyed more in this movie was, more of the parents and showing I guess the hypocrisy of that because it's we don't do deal with terrorists oh wait now my kids involved oh now it's different it's like the whole thing with uh, the war in Iraq back in the the mid-2000s you had people that um, 
were upset because we were invading Iraq and you had, um, there's a lot of like gotcha journalism or some like talk show pundits that would say, Oh, would you, would you send your kid over there to fight? And they're asking some 80 year old guy who's his kids are already grown. They're not in the military to where it's not affecting them, but they're still making those decisions. Yeah. Because, well, this is the right thing to do and, and it's, they should do, but it doesn't affect them. No. So I, I like that idea of the story. And that's something I wish they kind of would have concentrated more on as far as just instead of just that single scene. Um, I mean, you get a little bit of that with, um, oh, what's his name from uh, Dirty Dancing? Uh, Don't put baby in the corner. Yeah. Uh, uh, Isn't or, he on uh, Law and Order? Yeah. Jerry Roback or Jer- something. Yeah, Jerry Roback, and um, he plays the head of the New Jersey crime family, to where he finds a way to negotiate yeah, his yeah. own way, um, which I feel like a lot of other parents would try to do. Yeah. Um, I Absolutely. Think, I think maybe having more of that, having those, because I think one of the one of the students. Um, I think Snuffy Bradbury, his father was a congressman. <laughs> Sorry, Snuffy Bradbury. I know. Who <laughs> thinks of these names? Keith Coogan's character, his dad was a, <laughs> um, a congressman. And I think having that, like having a scene with him, like trying to talk with um, people um, to try and get his, like to try and work out a deal, I think would have been great or at least had something to value to add to at least not hit hit the audience over the head with it, but just kind of, Oh, now it's an issue Mm -hmm. kind of a thing to where maybe they hear about it first and they're like, Oh, uh, well, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Like, well, it's at this school. And like, maybe we do. Yeah. (laughs) Like just show the hypocrisy. Like, Oh, now it's in my own backyard. So now I'm going to worry about it. Just just like everyone else. I mean, no one cares about anything until it affects them personally. Yeah. So, um, well, I think they didn't dive into that because I think this is geared towards 14, 15, 16 year old boys that can't get into a radar movie yet. So then they ask their dad to take them. And that's what <laughs> and I was And their thinking. dad gets some like, this is pretty, eh, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Get a couple of headshots in there. Yeah. yeah. It's some pretty brutal. Yeah. Oh, the, when Callie dies, I, I was like, Jesus, I forgot how, damn, that's like a, Jason Voorhees type yeah. like practical effect. Damn. Yeah. yeah, you don't see that stuff. No, you don't. It's great. The uh, that was great. Um, yeah, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, it feels like it's geared towards thirteen to seventeen year old kids, especially boys, and it's like their action movie kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but there's certain instances in here that make me think. Well, it's not unless they just wanted a believable movie to where because I mean, there's um, a scene where uh, after Jerry Orbach um, tells the terrorists, hey, don't put my baby in the corner and they start <laughs> escorting him out to school. He like um, elbows one of the the people escorting him out, uh-huh. takes a machine gun, goes outside and he uh, he sees somebody. He sees one of the other henchmen and he goes to aim the machine gun at him. In course, the recoil, yeah, yeah. the recoil just like draws up the machine gun. He can't hit shit, and he ends up getting shot. Yeah, um, to where I feel like if a movie was made like that today, uh, he would have taken out like two two guys. Yeah, oh yeah, and um, as opposed to none, and just kind of <laughs> looking like a kid with a machine gun. Yeah, same thing with um, George Perez's character who played uh, Ricardo Montoya. 
the yep. jack dude that was always just walking around yep. without a shirt on. Uh, the scene where he goes into the bathroom because like when they when they switch the chips yep. in the radio receiver um and they get caught by a henchman in the bathroom he goes into the bathroom i feel like yeah a lesser movie would have had him having like a boxing or a kung fu yeah. fight five minute fight scene with a grown man yeah. which uh, i mean the the kid probably could i mean he was a full grown adult at that time um but they didn't have that it no. had they just had the two kids tackling the one guy and then another kid actually hitting him so yeah mm-hmm. it made it more believable yeah um so that i appreciate about that movie but yeah and that that's what i was saying i was like are they it must be geared towards like 13 to 17 year old kids knowing that oh they're gonna rent this yeah or because uh, i mean back in the day i don't know if i don't know if rated it of course i I don't know. It wasn't until I saw something about Mary. I don't even know if I was 18 when I saw that. Came out in 98. How old were you? 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah. Got a movie ticket, no problem. Yeah, I mean, so well, you look you look 100, so. I do. And. Um, Makes sense. So I guess I forgot about that, that they really didn't, they don't card any, they didn't card anybody in the late no. 80s, early 90s. So. It was a 17 year old giving you your ticket anyway. Yeah. And <laughs> like, yeah, sure, going in. Um, so maybe that's what they were. They had enough market research to were like, hey, kids need to die hard, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah um, could be. But having said that, I think it's it's a fairly serious take <laughs> on that kind of a movie. Yeah, to where um, if it was made today, the I mean, it'd turn into like three ninjas or some bullshit like that. You have those two different things. You have three ninjas where you have a five year old tum tum. Uh, yeah. like eating jelly beans and kicking some dude in the nuts 50 times and yep. falling for it. And then you have this movie, um, which is, I guess, more quote unquote realistic take on it, um, which I think is good. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think that's that's probably what I like most about it. But yeah, I think the only the only thing I would, I guess, stepping, ramping up the seriousness of the situation as far as the performances from the kids and then the... Uh, maybe focusing on the parents just a little bit more, just to get a little bit more of an outside perspective um, as far as what was happening yeah, and how they were trying to deal with it. Because I, I like that. I like that side story with Jerry Orbach to where once he found out his kid died in an accident, he pretty much they have just, a nice little shanking prison. Yeah. Scene. Just had slits to the guy's throat and pre- he's like, all right, I'll, I'll teach him that there are no mistakes. Yeah. And, uh, they throw a prison right when they're trying to transport uh, Louis Kali's father and uh, slow his throat, throw yeah. him over the edge. Boom. It's one of those uh, very sudden, like violent scenes that mm-hmm. this movie has, which is, I don't know, refreshing. I like yeah. the I like the very beginning, too, where they throw actually throw somebody out of a helicopter and that shot. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, throw them out of the shot. They throw the lady out of the window. Yeah, uh, as a, he's like, tell me where my father is. And yeah, he's like, oh, he's already in America. He's like, you're lying. And yeah, throw him off. And he's like, <laughs> yep, <laughs> this guy means business. Yeah. So I mean, it's a very well written movie mm-hmm. in terms of believability that a character would do something. Yep. Like how they sh- they set Sean Austin Aston's character up with, uh, you know, he organizes the phone to call the sex line. He uh, 
he's resourceful enough to make mouthwash to sell booze to kids. He, yeah. he takes chances and he's inventive. And mm-hmm. so you can believe that he would come up with these like, you know, probably high and highly improbable plans of switching the chips and orchestrating that and timing it perfectly to where the terrorists don't notice him. And yeah. And, and it makes sense. It's not <clears throat> everything that's in the movie. Isn't out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh yeah they're not i mean they create believable distractions and they time it enough to yep they're smart about it yep um yeah i like how the the kids aren't stupid but they're not also not over the top awesome at everything that they do yep um and the adults aren't bubbling idiots yep uh but yeah it's uh directed and written by daniel petrie jr yep you know what else he directed what in the army now? Uh, he also wrote the screenplay for in the army now. <laughs> Paul Shore's movie, the, uh, which I I enjoy. Yeah, I, I I do like that movie. I think I've seen it. I think a couple of times, and I remember liking it's it. It's so stupid, but it's it, you know yeah. it's a guilty pleasure. I, my favorite scene is uh, it's the only one that I can remember off the top of my head is uh, when him and Andy Dick are in the recruitment office or whatever, and or not the recruitment office, but they're getting their orders. And they're like, ah, oh, you're going to Chad. They're like, what? They're like, yeah, we have an active war zone because they were expecting to get cush jobs. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, well, we're gay. And he's like, <laughs> oh, you are? He's like, yep. And they're like, hold hands. They're like, kiss. And of course, it's released that Andy Dick probably would have had no problem with it. But, yeah. Uh, then they just have like that awkward, like, uh, uh, uh. And they're like, is it hot and chat? <laughs> um, but yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, he wrote that. And, nice. Uh, but yeah, it was also co-written also by uh, David Coop. Oh, yeah. Who uh, wrote Indiana your Jones favorite and... Indiana Jones movie, Dial of Destiny. Yes, I know. So, so he can write. <laughs> but it was based off a book, so. Okay. Um, but yeah, and the novel came out, I think in like 87 or something like gotcha. that. So, um, well, he wrote Spider-Man and he wrote Spider-Man too. So, I mean, he's a, mm-hmm. he's a good writer. Yeah, he, is. he has his moments. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Premium Rush? No. With, uh, uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Love it. I haven't. He wrote and directed that. It's pretty good. I heard it was good. Yeah. The, um, I remember watching the trailer and people laughing in the movie. Oh, really? Laughing in the theater. At the trailer? Yeah. yeah. And which I, I mean, the. The trailer, I was like, "Fucking bike messenger." Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. But I mean, I've I've heard good things. It's about good. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mason Adams is in it. He plays the uh, deputy deputy director. Yes. the FBI guy. He's also in uh, Son in Law. Son in Law. Yeah, another Pauly Shore reference. I know. Oh, Sean Astin, Encino Man, also with Pauly Shore. Jeez, was Will Wheaton in a Pauly Shore movie? Anyway, yeah, what does he say in Son-in-Law, Mason Adams? I'd rather die. <laughs> so he says something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man. But yeah, Toy Soldiers, I love it. Yeah. It's very entertaining. But wh- It's a good pace. What's, uh? I mean, when did you first see it? Oh, when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I saw it when, it, you know, like I was the target 92. demographic. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing the trailer 
and wanting to watch it for a while. I mean, however long that was back then, yeah. I don't know. It could have been a year, but it was probably more likely. Six I didn't see it in '91. I saw it. Oh, I saw it when it was on video. I didn't yeah. see it in theaters. I rented it. Um, yeah, I rented it too, and I probably rented it when I was 10, 11. Mm-hmm. I just saw like kids on, you know, and I heard it was it had terrorists in it. Yeah. So, eleven year old. Goes up to my mom and, hey, can I rent this? And my mom sees the box and she doesn't look at the rating and is like, sure. Yeah. Looks oh, fine. It's not a horror movie. It yeah. doesn't have boobies on the front. Sure. Yeah. It should be fine. Yeah. She's nice and naive and let me watch things like that. Yep. <laughs> my kids aren't going to get away with that, so. Why not? You turned out all right. Uh, I did, but good. it's a miracle. Oh, the movies today are crap anyway, so I know. it's not like. It's true. Um, they don't, they're not going to make them movie like this again i got a hard r goonies meets die hard that's not happening you gotta have a superhero in it it's gotta be previous ip that's yeah. already established yeah i mean they show will wheaton getting shot with a machine gun yeah yeah i mean i mean i think they were all like 20 at the time but still it's like tip like typically you don't see children die on screen no definitely like not. that's an automatic like yep. no no anymore yeah um especially with a gun in yeah. a school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're definitely not making this <laughs> definitely movie Definitely not. Um, no. If they did, it would be something god-awful. Uh, yep. The only thing I could think of that was, like, maybe Red Dawn. Not the new one. I never saw the new one. Um, but just a sense of, like, kids fighting back kind of a thing. Like, yeah. Because you had those, um, like, the 80s were just kind of full of that. Um, some yeah. did it better than others. Uh, but yeah, anymore you don't, I feel like there's really nothing that shows the kids up against a formidable opponents that are adults. Yes. It's usually campy or slapstick. Cartoonish. Yeah. Cartoonish crap. Um, and that's one thing, like, I feel like is missing as far as a genre um because i, I think that that's why I mean, this stands out yeah the, 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 i don't i can't think of another movie like this a hard r movie tailored towards it doesn't even need to be a hard r but just like like the goonies or um like cloak and dagger and i mean it wouldn't have to be a hard r but just movies that were um are well done stories about kids overcoming like some kind of obstacle like that, whether they're in high school or like middle school or something. Um, yeah. But I mean, in the eighties, you just had a slew of those movies and maybe it's just, maybe there's not a market for it anymore. Um, but I mean, ET Goonies cloak and dagger, this movie red Dawn, um, last starfighter. I mean that that kind of gets a little bit into camp, but yeah, but um, none, of, none of those are rated R. True. Which is why this. But I'm just out. saying movies like that in general. You don't even. See yeah, I know that's true. Um, I'm saying those movies you don't see anymore, and then even yeah. back then, like rated R movies with this sort of plotline centered around kids. Like mm-hmm. that's why it stands out. There just isn't really anything like that, even back then. Yeah. Let alone today. Am I right? 
Am I right or am I right? Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> am I right or am I right? All right. Anything with Louis Gossett Jr. has got to be good. Mm. Yeah. I just checked. When's the last time I saw Louis Gossett Jr. in something that I really liked? He was in He's s- an old man. He was in The Watchmen. That's yeah. right. Yep. Um, it's the last one. He was an officer and a gentleman. You've seen he that? Won, he won an Oscar for it. Yeah. Have you yeah. seen that? Of course I did. I went to OCS, uh, of course. Uh, right after that, yeah. I watched it. I watched it to see how realistic it was. And uh, <laughs> spoiler alert, it's not. It's oh, not realistic. oh, you mean uh, CEOs and people under they don't get in a boxing ring, beat the shit out no. of each other? <laughs> no, no, they don't do that. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Louis Gossett Jr. is definitely a treasure. He's a treasure. Um, God, he's been in a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, I guess you love it a lot. Yeah, I do. But what's one thing you would change on it? Uh, I don't think I would. I think this is as good as the movie could get. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a quick hour and 45 minutes. Like like you said, it's paced great. Uh, it is what it is. It's it's mm-hmm. just an action movie that's supposed to be suspenseful and keep you at the edge of your seat, and it's entertaining. It's not Shakespeare by any stretch. It's not like one of the best movies ever made, but it's it does what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you could improve it any. Yeah. It. Yeah. There's never a time when I watched the last night that I was like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah. I mean, there's some shit that's highly implausible but it's never really out of the realm of possibility mm-hmm. um, I, I think the only thing would be maybe when the, the kid was explaining to Sean Astin's character the microchip yeah he's like oh it's the same one because these are all standardized and I'm like yeah but there's <laughs> there's more than one chip manufacturer <laughs> like that's the only thought that's the only thing that made me step back and be like wait a minute but um but that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. No, no. That, that's net picky bullshit. That's, yep. um, no, I, I, I think it's fun. The, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's a fun movie. Yeah. They don't I'm, keep saying, God, we're old. They don't make them like this anymore. They really don't, Jay. Um, <laughs> but they don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's unique. It's a unique movie. It's worth your time. I recommend it. Uh, if you got two hours to kill. Uh, it's. I don't think it's a waste of time. It's. No. It's fun. If it's raining outside, I'd watch it again. You got kids that are teenagers or like twelve years old. They'd find it entertaining. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a they. There's an f bomb in there. Uh, a couple the of them. Very beginning. Some lady phone sex operator is. Yeah. A little descriptive, but that's yeah, all right. It's nothing like. Yeah. I mean, she talks about her nipples, but it's noisy. Yeah. But it's not like anything like like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> This is rated R, folks. Yeah, the uh, it, it is rated R, but it, it's uh, yeah, rainy afternoon. If you haven't seen it, or uh, more likely, your kids haven't seen it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Show it. I like Teenager. It. Yeah, they're fine. There's that's nothing. Great. There. I highly doubt there's anything in here that they haven't seen before. Oh. Um, Are you kidding me? But they have a smartphone. I will say that that headshot though is 
pretty sick. Headshot and the thro- uh, the throat slit. Yeah, like, I I like that anymore. It's like shit splatters on the camera, and it's so fucking over the top that. Yeah, um, I think half the budget had to have been the the dummy. Oh, with the there's headshot. explosions in there too. I I'm, know. Ju- I'm just like, oh, that's what an explosion looks like. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. And there's several of them. They blow up a car. They blow up. Uh, yeah. Um, they blow up two cars. They blow up a truck. They couple explosions they have real helicopters yeah bunch of them yeah old school action baby yeah yeah and it's shot in the same uh school as major pain was shot oh was it really yeah i I found that out in the trivia in the trivia (laughs) in the 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 trivia (laughs) when i was doing research (laughs) (laughs) on chad gbt yeah (laughs) i was like tell me something interesting about this about toy soldiers the 1991 Classic. Yeah. But, well, anything else on Toy Soldiers? Nope. I recommend it. Go watch it. Yeah, it's fun. It's raining outside. You got a son. You'll like it. He'll, if, he'll uh, be better for it. If you have a daughter. She'll uh, be better for it. Yeah, there's there's some uh, shirtless scenes with... Whitey tidy scenes. Yeah, whitey tidy scenes. A lot like, of whitey tidy which scenes. If, I mean... <laughs> I remember in my sleepovers, it was just nothing but us. And whitey tidies? Hanging out in our whitey tidies. Yeah. Just not, not putting on fucking pants. Nope. That's probably the most unrealistic thing. Probably. Uh, just because if you're like, because they shove all six of those kids in there. Yeah. And I'm like, no one's saying, hey, uh, hey, put buddy, some- put some fucking pants on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Snuffy, uh, put, your, put on some shorts, something, just a... What what are you hot? What, yeah. Why why are we? <laughs> I get it if you were trying to impress us, but yeah, Snuffy, put some fucking pants on. No one wants to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's Snuffy. I just and imagine then, uh... when I was a kid, like with my friends, like if <clears> I just like, oh, we're sleepover, huh? And I just take off my pants. Like Jay, what the fuck you doing? Put your fucking pants on. <laughs> Don't make this weird. <laughs> What if your parents came, you know, if you had a basement and you had like a couple buddies sleeping over and you're just standing there and your your dad or mom walks down like, what did I walk into? Hanging out in the whitey tidies. Can't say I ever did that, but yeah. I never went to prep school. So, yep. I mean, you went to basic. Did you guys just like yep. hang out? Like they did a lot of that in Top Gun. They were like in their boxers and yep. their locker room and stuff. Yep. No. No? Not really. Got a little hot in the sub. Nope. Air None of that bro. stuff. No, <laughs> cracking the gal sweat, cracking the ceiling a little bit, a little cool water in. Yeah, it's glistening everywhere. <laughs> no, just no, nope. Which is why hanging out in your white tidies <laughs> just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, if I was in that group, I, I definitely would have told somebody to put some fucking pants. On. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, isn't that a great idea? <laughs> great plan. But first, put your fucking pants. On. <laughs> I feel like the director was like, hey, take your pants off. Yeah. Take your shirt off. It's rated R, guys. This is serious. Yep. We got girls coming to watch this. Uh, no, we don't. Yeah, we we need the promotional poster. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good movie. Uh, it's entertaining. Uh, it's fun. It's good. Yeah. Nice practical effects. Yes. Guns and guns and bombs. So, cool. Well. All right. Join us next time. We 
are going to find out if the Boondock Saints is really that good. Yes, we will. So we've talked about this movie before, or at least you have. Uh, I think you I? talked about it with Puff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I haven't seen it in a long time. I so haven't. This is gonna be good. Yeah, I haven't seen it. <clears throat> oh, I think the last time I saw it was probably before Boondock Saints Part Two came out, and. But I don't know when that was. I think it was early 2010s. Somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that movie. We're yeah. going to rewatch it. See if it's actually good. As good as what they say. So because back in and the re- reason why we're doing this back in the early 2000s is just for a quick. It was a huge movie. It wasn't. I mean, it was released in theaters, but it got on like it was just it was like Donnie Darko. It was like yeah. this and Donnie Darko that just blew up on DVD, and um, everyone listened. I mean, they made a joke about it in the office. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when I was in college, every oh every guy had a copy of yeah. the Boondock Saints. Yeah, I was in. Uh, <clears throat> I was a TCOM major, so video production. Yeah, everyone is just ugh, raging, it. raging hard ons for this movie. Yeah, including yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was loved it. Yeah, loved it. And last time I saw it, I liked it. So I'd yeah. be interested to see if uh, if that carries I, over, if I still enjoy it or not, yep. um, or if I'm still like. Ugh. I haven't seen it in probably like not ten years. Yeah, it's, it's probably been a, about. It's been a while. Um, I'm. My prediction, yeah. I think I'll still probably enjoy it. Not sure how much of anything would be dated, because I mean I I'm not one to get all it's insensitive now. Kind of I still oh, like no. Entourage, yeah. Which they need to bring that show. That's back. a great show. Um, but because <clears throat> I'm a bro. Well, Ari's blowups are some of the funniest things oh, yeah. ever. That's oh, so good. Yeah, they're great. Um. <laughs> So I, I'm guessing I will still probably enjoy it, but yeah. it'll be interesting because uh, if I don't, I'll be honestly I'll be surprised. But maybe I'll come off hating it, or maybe not. I don't know. But yep. We'll uh, we'll we'll discuss it next week. Sounds great. So uh, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. And uh, till next time, Matt. Till next time, Jay.